Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. And Benjamin Holden. I feel like we've not been sat here for a hot minute. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while. Well, we talk oh, a week... fucking low back is killing me, by the way. Wow, that is so intense. No, I don't think anyone in the history of weightlifting has ever pulled a lower back on a leg press. I've just done it this How morning. have you done that? Coming close Lifting down, incorrectly. head went well too close to the gooch. <laughs> Spinal just kind of went like a wet banana and then... Were you ego lifting, oh, Benjamin? God. I think Carl's were got a video you... <laughs> that you can probably pop up with me. Absolutely, like RP, five trillion as well. So you were lifting too heavy. Yeah, at least in all honesty, I was a bit scared for Ben's life when I saw the face. See, you just making. shouldn't... I was know, like I was eating my own face, to be drop, fair. Drop, <laughs> drop the ego. It and... wasn't ego lifting, it was just, <laughs> I had a rounded back. I was freezing cold in the gym this morning. Freezing. I won't tell people what I attempted to do yesterday because you'll see it in a YouTube video and it'll give it away otherwise. But all three of us are injured yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I've got a really bad hit. Ben's obviously hurt his lower back and Cal has really bad Achilles. Yeah. So here we are. To, well done, to, team. Good the fitness group there. Yeah. But yeah, the reason this has been a hot minute since the podcast is because we didn't do an episode one week. I can't even remember why, but we had we physically could not. And then we had a guest, and then it's us two again. Yeah. So this. Is I think we should exciting. start this podcast so like we can put a little theme tune over it. That um, what's that music called? I don't know what the song's called, but it's like I can do anything. You can do better. Yes, you can. No, no, no. Do it. That's that one. Why? It's men versus women, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Boys versus girls. That's what I think we need. We need like a kung fu yeah. chop noise. Thank you. I'll add that. I'll replace my... <laughs> the new Tim Westwood. But this is actually really interesting. the sexual charges. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Yeah, you don't want to. This is a really interesting episode because there's so many different things you can talk about. And we're actually going to talk about social differences first because I think this... I think this is where we might have a few a few differing views. Good. In comparison to the other topics. Obviously, we're going to talk about training, nutrition, diet, and things like that as well. But there's certain things that I think as a woman, we have to deal with or not essentially put up with, but we have to deal with mm. in comparison to men. Can I give you my first kind of pointer? Yeah. Periods. Yeah. And not even just having periods, which really every single month, so at least a week of your month. So how many week, How many weeks would that be in the year? Cal? 12. Quick maths. 12 weeks every year of our lives. Oh, wow, that was really easy maths. <laughs> I think when Me. I say, I think of the word maths, I think it's going to be uber hard. Einstein but... over here. So 12 weeks every year of our lives, we're bleeding or we're uncomfortable or we're in a lot of pain. But it's not only that, it's the actual fact. And this is something that I don't even think guys think about. And me and Cal had the conversation before. To be fair, can I just interject and say that I think as a guy, I probably know as much, if not more, about the female mental cycle in a lot of females will just because 70% of my clients are female. I talk to them every week about them and reassure them every week. Although I can't have empathy about it, I do sympathize that women have to go for this, that men do not have to go to. But I also reassure a lot of women week to week or month to month and help them understand it and work with the menstrual cycle instead of against it. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. That was one of my points that your partner needs to communicate with you, but yeah. that wasn't the next point I was going to make. I was going to say it's unfair how females have to pay for our sanitary products, especially those in poverty and who actually can't afford them. There's a lot of things in place where you can get them for free or they're given out in different where? circumstances. I think like food banks and things like that in certain areas of the country, certain areas of the world... And there's obviously a lot of organizations who 
help women on their periods who who can't have access to anything because bleeding and not being able to use a pad or use a tampon like i can't even imagine it can i just play devil's advocate though why would you not have to pay for them i have to pay for tissue paper to wipe my ass so does everyone i know yeah because this is something that naturally occurs in the human body yeah so the one of the main things is that actually there's this thing called period poverty so it's yeah. saying that people who are on like the bread line can't afford to feed themselves they're struggling to heat their homes then to have to pay you know 10 15 pounds every month maybe 20 pounds a month on sanitary products so scotland's actually been the first country in the world to make period products free for people who need them so you can just go to uh i don't know you can get them you know how if you need condoms yeah when you're like 13 14 you can't go get them free yeah i'm not saying by the way this shouldn't happen i'm just playing devil's advocate in terms of like and i also guess that the amount that these companies are making now it's not just going to start be giving away for free it's like if you pay for anything it's hard to then argue the fact that you should be getting it for free who was it? Wasn't there a weird story about the guy who first invented the sanitary towel or tampon? I have no idea where you pulled that from. I'm sure, and no joke, it might be me plucking it for thin air. I'm sure it was a guy from India or Pakistan who was the first guy who created uh, a tampon or sanitary towel or some kind of... Why would a guy create it? I'm sure that it is. I don't know if Kyle can find the next five minutes or so anyway. Yeah, 1931, Earl Haas. Yeah. Uh, Go on, Earl! Invented the first modern tampon, Tampax, with a tube within a tube applicator. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating stuff. Isn't that weird that a guy would come up with that when I think potentially he like doesn't bleed. Women are probably quite underrepresented in like inventing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm assuming there was obviously women who were also part of the process. Of Maybe as well, happens. he just took a more logical approach because he didn't have that kind of mm. emotional time with it because he wasn't experiencing it yeah but one of the things you said before obviously is uh, i just think having good communication with your partner which you actually do like you've never you've never been like oh like you can because i get quite moody or just like really low i have a really low mood and i'm like nobody come just nobody approach me and i think i'll be all right yeah. whereas you're actually really quite respectful in terms of because it's it, it is really hard because you feel like you can't control it sometimes and you're not you're not trying to be an absolute bitch <laughs> but sometimes you just feel so low in all aspects and i think people who don't communicate it with their partner you need to because then of course your partner's gonna be like get out your mood if you're not telling them what's wrong with you this is a two-way yeah it's super thing, super think, easy to, to beat yourself up about it especially if you don't talk about it i mean i speak to most of my female clients a couple of times a week or when we do check-ins and it's very easy to to beat yourself about mm-hmm. things and tell yourself that you're shit and like i failed this and I didn't do this but you're literally fighting it against biology mm-hmm. you're in that state especially when you're in that late um luteal phase where you're going to shut up (laughs) where you're going to be or have a higher chance of injury or higher risk of injury you're going to be more fatigued you're going to expend 15 to 20 percent more energy i.e calories so that you should be taking those back those back into some some degree which is why a lot of women get super hungry during the week off menstruation because they're underfed during the late luteal phase as well there's lots of things like especially when it applies to gym you should be just going in and working at a lower rpe you should be maybe going in and doing lower fatigability exercise so that you can recover better and just going in and enjoying it and trying not to force yourself against a brick wall because you're not going to perform as well during that period as a 
well, as personal trainers as well, you do not learn this on your PT course. Well, we did ours obviously quite a long time ago, but you don't really learn in depth about this. And especially, I mean, for women, if you're a female personal trainer, you already know. You you already know that your female clients will be having this X, Y, and Z and have a cycle. But if you're a guy PT, you might actually not be that aware. Yeah. I know when you probably first started PT in, before you were with me, you didn't really think about your female clients' cycle. You didn't get taught about it. That's what I mean. I think that's actually so poor in terms of... I mean, it might be different now. We're talking we did ours like five, six years ago. I did mine five. But that actually might be a little bit different now. Because mm. we've even said before on the podcast, there's not you don't even really learn how to sell yourself as a PT. You just learn this is a femur. Yeah. This is this, this is that. You learn nutrition, the basics, fitness, the basics, but you don't learn... I don't think you learn. You need to learn everything that you should know yeah. as a PT. With that as well, obviously everybody's not say everybody's every woman's cycle is going to be slightly different, and the severity of those side effects during those phases are going to be well different. So the advice that we give obviously isn't just completely generic. Everyone's oh, yeah. going to differ. Some people can just train like nothing has even happened during that late luteal phase, and some people are like in loads of pain, really fatigued and stuff. So you've got to play it by your own terms of knowing your body. But also something that affects it, and this is another hot topic of conversation, is contraception. Yeah. Because contraception is a very interesting topic, I think, because at the moment, there's no hormonal male contraception. Yeah. We, I'm there's, sure we have discussed this before, but I can't find any notes on it. Yeah, we have discussed it. I think Cowboy Up, they were trialing a male contraception. But wasn't it a lot of the guys were saying, oh, I'm getting acne, my moods are all over the place. Was there, was there like valid reason to why it was rejected there? That. Apart from just why guys didn't want to take it? Yeah, there were some side effects with it. I think uh, it's probably quite a boring answer, but actually it, it makes a lot of sense uh, that women have to take contraception because if it's on the man, then the woman has to trust that he is taking it. Whereas obviously if a man isn't taking contraception, then he could get her pregnant and that's yeah. no problem for the guy but then the woman could then get pregnant which is not yeah good. um but yeah no there were there was a, a contraceptive pill trial and then men were getting weight loss acne mood swings basically everything that women have to fucking deal with when they get on their period i get i guess to like a certain degree as well women are gatekeepers to, to sex more than men are True. yeah yeah what does that mean more, men are more likely to say yes to women than women are to men oh as in we would say no yeah more so often. so that you've got like the key to sexual intercourse basically which i'm guessing like may play some role in what i'll say and believing that a guy that's even took it i yeah i mean trusting that someone else is t- i mean i think if you're in a long-term relationship though you'd obviously have that communication oh with yeah your partner you can't anyway. talk about like being single I, th- I think the other thing as well women obviously have like quite a lot of options like to, to, in different types of contraception so they're just this one that's just been made you get the ones that are put in your arm take the pill yeah but um, this is what you i can, mean you can obviously like ask the man to wear a condom you can get an abortion you you kind of yeah, men, men don't have that choice i'm just saying like women have these but choices men can't have a baby i know they can't like what, they're what i'm saying is that women have those choices to make like post intercourse whereas men don't have those decisions but also i really strongly believe that why isn't there hormonal hormonal contraception for guys why is it just our responsibility that we have to feel like shit that there our moods are terrible hormonal contraception you can use like a, a female cup. I don't know what similar. the answer is for that. I can't get the answer for that. No, I don't. But I think, I think it is super annoying. I think it actually 
from a woman's perspective, I'm on contraception. I know how it makes me feel. It doesn't actually make me feel the best. I've never had the worst experience with it, except I had a coil fit and had to get it removed because it caused time, scar yeah. tissue. That was a really bad time. And I, it is obviously a little bit annoying that guys like, oh, I'll just wear a condom. I'm like, you can put it on and whack it off again. Nothing goes in your system. We had to take the pill. We had to take the injection, the coil. There's hormones in our body that shouldn't necessarily be there to stop us from getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a really weird topic. I think some girls listening will agree with what I'm saying in terms I'm not, of- I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just no, trying to bring two different perspectives to the argument. I 100% agree because I said on the last podcast, mm. I can only imagine that it's an absolute- fuckery to have to one remember to take them two put up the pain of it three put up with the emotional moods things that come up with it three the sorry four the kind of impacts you get on the external skin hair mm. those kind of things i cannot i can only imagine again i can't empathize with it but i'm just giving another perspective to it in terms of why i'm guessing there's been a bit of a pushback with the male contraception yeah no i th- yeah there must be something else to that male contraception one they surely to god can't have just been oh the guys are getting mood swings they're getting bad skin yeah uh so, so i've been looking into it uh it seems as though basically for women there's quite a very like an easy off switch in that if you introduce certain hormones then the egg just isn't released whereas for men you have to start interfering with like sperm production or viability or like inhibit ejaculation um and that it causes a lot of problems and there's quite a lot of side effects uh, okay so it's, it's yeah a so there's more, more to it for women yeah yeah because they <laughs> they can't have just yeah not i don't, I don't, I, don't of... I don't agree with the argument that because women do it men should have to do it that's just a bit of a black and white argument if there's obviously more things to it then yeah scientifically there must be something but then all, yeah i think it, it's just a really strange topic of conversation but i also I think, think it's, it's, super, good to, it's good to talk about it's that's good what to i talk mean about both, both sides of it super important to bring up <laughs> sorry one of the things i'm telling girls i don't know why i find this so funny because it's not it's just super annoying this is just one of the things that you do i just noticed that you do it all the time go on then what have i done now i think honestly a lot of girls who are listening their boyfriends will also do this one thousand percent so the other day we ran out of body wash, didn't we? Yeah. Like the Dove body wash that I buy, because I, I remember to buy the body yeah. wash. And I've got some really nice shampoo and conditioner that I bought because I like looking after my hair. I choose to get nice big bottles of shampoo and conditioner. And then we hadn't had body wash for maybe like, I think four days or something because I don't know what. We think we had the little soap bar. I was like, fuck it, we'll use that for a little bit. You obviously have not noted the soap bar and you've just gone straight to my lovely new shampoo. And after like five soap days... Soap bar? You bought a soap bar? I just had... No, there was a little soap bar just well, in the shower. What's not fucking 1960s? No, but you can still just use a soap bar before I went to get more of our big bottle of Dove body wash. Yeah. I noticed by the fifth day, <laughs> my fucking really nice expensive shampoo was like half gone which you you use like this much of it by the way ben you're supposed to use like and then lather it up and i said to you i was like have you been using my shampoo as body wash and you were like yeah we've no uh we've no body wash Uh, i was wondering why my gooch felt really nourished go go to the fucking shop but what did i do the other day well what i made up for it i went and bought the expensive toilet roll 16 packs and then I have to remortgage because every time that you go, you buy sandpaper and I feel like I've just wiped my arse with a nettle bush. 
Do you know why I buy, I buy sandpaper every time? Because I'm always the one buying it. No, I think at least so. I buy this the good is, gear when I go. This is another topic of conversation, I feel. We've also had this discussion. I, I lo- love cleaning. Yeah. I love it. It just it's therapeutic for me. It always has been. It used to be a bit much. I was a little bit too intense. I think it gives just me a lot of therapeuticness. Getting my Hoover out, love it. Yeah. Crumb, love it. I believe that you just kind of don't remember. Like you don't remember to buy body wash or loo roll or like do the washing up because I naturally do it or I don't mind doing it. And we've always had this conversation that I'm pretty happy doing it. I don't think we have that in our relationship. Like women do this guy. We just don't really have that. I just prefer doing it. I also think I'm better at it. Yeah. Like I'm better at like cleaning. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up as a topic of conversation because some people are really like against doing Some it. people are just against things for the sake of being against things. Do you think? Some yeah. people just like to bring things up. Like, that shouldn't be. Like, why Why should it not? If you enjoy doing something, just do it. People just like to step on things for the sake of stepping on things. Like, I do other jobs around the house. Yeah. When there's something going wrong with your car or you fucking don't want to say something about your car. I'm quite technical though, aren't I? Should we tell the podcast how technical I am? What? Go on. If something breaks... You always ask me to fix it. I'm like, DIY like, Davis. No, it was like technology based. You're all yeah, quite tech Yeah, but how? Savvy. I'm so tech savvy. I don't know what yeah. happened in a previous life. I must have been an engineer or something. TV's broken. Oh, well, I'm like, Ben, don't worry. Because my phone's fucking frozen. No, you're not tech, you're last, not an engineer. Last week when the boiler broke, I was like, don't call anyone. I'll fix it. I fucking fixed our boiler and I've you never. You tapped it on the side? No, I just twisted. I got up a YouTube video and I twisted the little knobbles underneath. I fixed the underfloor heating. I've got the TV, Netflix wasn't working. Oh, call DIY Davis. <laughs> Here I am. Fuck I am honestly. Up. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's a guy's job. But it's not. It's like if you can do something, do it. It's like the other day I said, you always do the washing up. Yeah, 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 no problem. Like if I ask you, you're not bothered. But I, I a lot of the time, yeah, will because just you just sink anyway. into natural responsibilities around the house and you just pick up things and you do them subconsciously because you've done them and they become, mm. a ha- become habitual and you work as a team. You complement each other with the things that you do do and you don't do. Yeah, but that was a very funny point I had to make because I swear to the goodness of me, like when you were using my nice shampoo as body wash, like your body hair is not going to be like, oh, great. You don't get to see your body hair. My assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly though like you probably smell of my shampoo <laughs> like were you conditioning as well like why would you i do could that? i could have all the old naked on the new uh l'oreal <laughs> but i swear honestly girls if you're listening if your boyfriend uses your nice shampoo as body wash please well who's used my razors before as well I have used your exactly. razors because that razors are exactly like razors are razors no it's not you shave on your legs yeah. Versus me shave my face. A you shave thing. your legs. Yeah, with my electric razor. I you've skin used, them. You've used a uh, real... No, I haven't. Did you not use one before America? No, I just used the electric one to just skim over. Yeah, but distance. I don't have like loads of hair because I get laser. So it's just a bit of a top up. And it's because you le- if you leave it on the side, it's just easier for me. No, that's not how it works. I believe. That's like saying if you leave a tenner on the side, I'm just going, oh, well, it's fucking left on the side there. It's no one's. <laughs> Seems like your shampoo is left on the side. Yeah, it does. No, no, no. Yeah, Cal. thank you, Cal. My shampoo. Yeah, but it's shampoo, not body wash. Like shampoo. It's the same shit. It's, it's not... just soap. They no. just put two different things on there. It's exactly the same. So this is another social thing where we're probably quite different. I, I, I probably definitely 
spend. Probably, definitely. Okay, there's Obviously, a statement to remember. Well, you don't really buy makeup. I know I don't. I buy makeup, skincare. So do I. Hair I've care. got a cleanser. I have an exfoliator. I have a moisturizer. I have hair oil. Don't you talk to me, bitch. <laughs> the other day, the other day, I was putting a face mask on and Ben popped his head around and was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm putting a face mask. Can I, can I try a bit? I was like, you can if you want. I was like, it's a peel though. You won't really like it. Have you got any more? So you've, you're, you're really into your skincare That's what, now. Men, men we've, we've both got Grooming. skin. May, you know yeah, but I mean? Kyle, do you have skincare? No. God, hello. Uh, no, when I was younger, I didn't really need it. I never really had spots, but as I've grown up, I've like I'm starting to get them. I need to. I need some guidance. Yeah, I've only recently started using it just because I think as I start to come into my thirties now, I'm gonna eventually look like a a leather cloth. <laughs> so I want to start looking after my skin a little bit. Do you think maybe that's quite a stereotypical thing? Why sometimes guys like, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want to do skincare. It's. A, I think there's there's more stereotypes being broken. Like there's more guys who are grooming themselves, skincare. The man bag, um, especially like in this gen. I remember when I, I went to the pub with my man bag on once, and the older guys like, "Oh, you got a handbag for what? What's in there?" People are so weird. It's it, but it's one of those things. It's like people of a different generation won't understand those things, and there's things that got like shaving your legs. A lot of guys used to look down on that. Mm. I know loads of guys who shave their legs now. I I've never not been around guys who didn't shave their legs, but that's because sport, I swam yeah. and I was in sport. For, if, honestly, if you didn't shave your legs, it was like you're mm. gonna you're gonna slow yourself down in the water. What are you doing? Be nice and streamlined. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually um, a really interesting one. But one of the um, comments that Cal made before, because I I've mentioned this before, I used to be like quite significantly a little tomboy. I was just super outdoorsy i asked my mum and dad for dangerous book for boys when i was like six i used to set things on fire ride my skateboard and like set things on fire that was actually not even a relevant point but they, they are because they're like culture aspects again in terms of traditionally guys would be pushed into like football rugby and girls would be pushed into gymnastics and dancing and that's like a cultural norm mm. if you if you by your parents are pushed into more adventurous kind of things like you would and your dad did rock climbing, ski mountaineering, and doing some of those things that were a lot more physical, that like traditionally weren't done maybe by... Um, As many women. Yeah. You're going to adopt those moving forward. So I think, especially now with the Women's England team doing so well in football, and there's been a lot more of that coming through within different sports, and women's sports becoming a lot more popular. A lot more, I think, culturally growing up as young females will be pushed in to do different types of sports and not just kind of put into one rabbit hole. Yeah, that's so true, actually. Even in primary school, it was always the the boys who did football and yeah. we did rounders. Yeah, yeah. I used to be like that mine peer as well. Because it was, yeah, because I went to an all-girls high school, so yeah. I didn't I can't really say anything there. We just did a lot of sports. But again, football, I don't even remember there was a football team. There was rounders, lacrosse, mm -hmm. hockey, swimming, and all of that. I don't even remember if we had a football team. Or maybe not a lot of girls even wanting to join it because you're you're not introduced to it from a young well we weren't we're going back 26 20 years we i was never introduced to rugby and football whereas i'd love to i would have loved to have had the opportunity to do that but as you said i did a lot of things with my family with clive we did a lot of outdoorsy activities so i'm quite thankful in that way that i did get to try multiple sports. i wonder i wonder if there'll be a point with male and female sports where they'll be paid the same yeah this always really pisses me off i, I I get it to some degree. 
I have, I have, I have, re- I think I've got very strong views in it because I've always grown up in sport. I and I've that, never understood. I think just like in human psychology, people want, I like watching the people who are the best in the world. So like watching the, the, the top fights, the, the top football matches, the top whatever it is, but people are drawn to the, the best of the best of watching things, aren't they? And through like, not through every sport, but through certain sports like football and running and especially anything physical, uh, men or more genetically gifted than women are so they perform better so then they bring in more crowds obviously it's like it's that pay thing where you can't pay someone if they're not bringing in, the, in the, the viewers because there's no money there to be able to, be able to pay the athletes but if you look at someone for example ronda rousey ronda rousey brings in bigger crowds as the guy fighters do in the fc and she gets paid the, the same as the guy fighters mm. so they can bring in a crowd then they're gonna do it. This is the thing that sometimes annoys me. Like feminists are talking about, like women should be paid the same in, in football. Well, why aren't all the fucking feminists going to watch all the people, all the women games? Then if you're that awesome about it, go and watch the games and help them sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, I can't say because I love watching female sport because I'm not saying that I it. don't. I like watching any sport. I'm just giving the case to why they aren't bringing in the same salary as what a guy would be there's way more money in that it's a business there's way more money in that business than that business they can't be paid the same until the ticket sales and the media around it are exactly the same on another note though obviously women's foot that's why i'm saying eventually will they be paid the same because women's football is only still like fairly new there's a there's some law legislation that i don't know even though it was in the 50s or just before that where women's games were banned so, yeah, well, so how, how so women's football hasn't been around for as long as a professional level. So that's why I'm saying, could there be scope for it to grow as big as the male game, especially as it picks up traction over the past, like the past year, like it has? Yeah, I mean, I really hope so for one, because it's kind of like a vicious cycle, isn't it? When you look at it, if they sell more tickets, they'll get more media, but then it they ha- they're getting less media, so it's harder to sell tickets. Do you know what I mean? It's like a vicious cycle that they're kind of in because obviously I think equality in sport is like the uttermost on everything like even with swimming we weren't paid the same it was never the same that's what I'm saying how how can they be paid the same but it's not that it's not that the guys are better they are though no but if we're basing it off your so I'm racing yeah women of the age of 26 to 27 yeah I am racing the best women at 26 to 27. Put yourself in an Olympic final of yeah, yeah. women's 200 fly. Mm-hmm. They are the best in the world for women. Mm-hmm. The guys, 26 to 27 or whatever, are the best. Mm-hmm. The be- not, they're not even age groups or something. Got your eight fastest guys, your eight fastest girls. Yeah. The guys are quicker biologically, yeah. but the, the women are just just as, as quick for, wi- for women, if that makes sense. So but- that's why I'm just like... Yes, the guys are faster. Of course they fucking are. They've got more testosterone. They're just bigger. They're bigger and faster. But for women, biologically, as what we are, we are just as good. So why aren't we... We're never going to be as fucking fast as the guys. Because maybe less people are watching them. So there's not as much financial gain. I don't know. I just think it's weird. I don't think you can say, oh, the male football team is better than the female football team. The women's England team is just as good as the male, but they're just... They're not, though. There's there's a guy there's a group of sixty year old men who beat the women's England football team. Like we have to have this conversation. We can't all say it's not fair. Like they're not they're nowhere near as good. But but for like biologically for a woman in sport, surely they're as good as they are going to be because what, they're on what the I'll, England what team. What I'll say is women and men aren't the same, but they are equal. 
I'm not saying they're not equal, but they're not the same. But it's not two equal. plus two equals four, but so there's three plus one. It's they're they're equal, but they're not the same. Yeah, but it's not equal. Why is it not equal? Because you don't get the same opportunities. They're not paid the same. But that's, I'm all about equal opportunities, by the way. But we can't just force equal outcome for the sake of it being fair. Because there, there's, there's way... It's a, it's, a, it's a business, isn't it, at the end of the day? And there's way more to this than me just saying this, oversimplifying it. But if there's more people filling a stadium, there's going to be more tickets sold, more media, more sponsorship deals, loads more money in the pot for them to be able to pay salaries. If there is way less people watching the women's game, there isn't as much money to be able to pay them. No, I do. I understand the logistics of the business side of things. Mm -hmm. I completely understand it. But the guys get paid so much more. Like the the gap is wildly insane. That's what I'm saying in terms of women's football is fairly new professionally. And that's why I asked the question, do you think we'll ever be at a point where the, the, the pay gap is smaller between the two? Maybe because as women's football becomes... It's, and it's not about women getting better because women are at that level great but if the financial packet isn't there in terms of the media in terms of the hype in terms of the attention there's not going to be the same pay where there is attention money follows and that's always been the way that's always been what happens that's why conor mcgregor is unbelievable what he does it's not because he's like still the best in the world at ufc it's because he demands and requires attention which is why he still gets a huge pay packet okay so this one's interesting Serena Williams, yeah, unbelievable. Brings in all the traction. Yeah, fucking phenom- phenomenal. She got paid four hundred ninety-five thousand for winning the women's women's tournament. Yeah, while Roger Federer was paid seven hundred thirty-one thousand. I am sorry, but for she what, for winning what? Sorry, um, some sort of tournament, ATP, WTA tournaments, men's and women matches are sold under the same ticket, so it's nothing to do with ticket sales nothing because they're sold the same it's they're at the same match she got paid 495 he got paid 731 nearly 200,000 pound more wild is that is that because the sponsorships were bigger for the men's side of it there no it'd be completely different your sponsors pay you separate this is prize no money. no but there's the sponsorships of the tournament no that wouldn't have they'll, they'll have their own she's sponsored by nike isn't she no but like rolex sponsors like for example wimbledon doesn't it or like the sponsors of wimbledon who will like where does that where does that pass come from i'm saying for the tournament if it's like a massive chunk from rolex and rolex are going okay we want to be advertised on the males games more than the female games then th- that's going to be juiced slightly to where the sponsors are coming in yes i've looked into this apparently it's because the women's game uh attracts significantly less views than the men's on so, te- television yeah, yeah. So, so obviously the sponsors who are paying pay per view or per thousand views and so when the women get less views uh, then they they, uh, they get less. Pay. That's what I mean. It all comes down to attention. Yeah. Apparently, uh, tennis is the lowest pay gap. So as in, yeah, it's it the, is the best one. So like, obviously, women's basketball they get paid like five percent of what the men get paid. But in tennis, it's only they get paid seventy percent of what the men get paid. What's it like in gymnastics? I wonder. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I did see an interesting thing that said that the women's NBA, for example, um, operates at a loss every year loses 10 million dollars a year and then the men's nba pay that 10 million so the women's nba is essentially paid for by the men's wow that's what i'm saying like it can't argue if you're not going to watch the fucking games yeah maybe i'm so strong about it because i i'm such an advocate for women in sport and i love like i don't even watch tennis but i'll fucking watch her and emma radicard like i was like oh my god you're amazing so yeah maybe some 
women just aren't as interested in watching it, which is why I always speak up on it and I, I have a very powerful voice for it because it, I think it means a lot to me. Yeah. Same as like women in fitness though. Like the industry that we're even in now, I wouldn't say there's like a... How would you... Say? I don't think there's a pay thing. What do you mean? Guys or girls, whether you're a guy or a girl. I don't, I don't I, think I, it's based on that. Like, what, like with like bodybuilding and stuff, how is it based... Do you know prize money is different in bodybuilding? Yeah, it will be, yeah. It really? Yeah, yeah. Like the the male Miss Olympia will get more than the, the women will. Uh, just looked into it, female gymnasts earn $5,000 more per event than their male counterparts. Because more, I, I mean, I watch more the female events because they're more elegant. I think they execute a lot of the things better. Like, they just mm. they just look better as in terms of the performance of a gymnast. Now, I don't really tend to watch that too much, the male gymnastics and but that's just a different sport so it's like whoever like whoever's the best people want to watch and that's why i'm saying money follows attention yeah no i do understand that do you know what i think one of the sports that seems to be quite even in terms of coverage athletics yeah i think athletics is very they showcase both men and women quite evenly yeah they'll still showcase but again how many people are watching the men's 100 meter and then how many people are watching the women's 100 meter on in terms of on the tv i think when usain bolt left people prefer watching the women again because usain bolt is a big character and brings attention like conor mcgregor brings attention that's what i'm saying if you've got kind of it doesn't even matter if the women are big or the best performers if they've got big character they'll bring attention paula radcliffe brings attention Mm. um ronda rousey brings attention Serena Williams brings attention. Mm. That's what I mean. The the big characters that you don't always have to be the best performer. You need to bring the attention though to the sport, and that's who gets paid more. Same on social media. Whoever brings attention has got a a big following. More brands will want to work them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that absolutely. I I do still obviously there's there's still debate there to add to the gender pay gap, but in sport it's a lot to do with where the attention is. What about so flipping it away from sport? And we actually had a recent podcast guest on who even brought this up about the systematic discrimination in the workplace. Yeah. So whether it is unequal pay, promotions, evaluations, social bias, and things like that. I mean, I definitely can't speak for women as such in the workplace because I own my own businesses. Mm -hmm. So that, and I have from actually quite a young age. So I've never been in like an office environment. So I can't say firsthand what it's like but it was interesting last week um in terms of talking about politics because we have no we're not in we're not in politics so we don't know however still talking about the differences how women don't feel as heard as men do or get less promotions or less leadership opportunities even though they are just as qualified if not better Mm -hmm. than the male counterpart i think that's like wild to me i think that's a really interesting topic because it, it to me comes across a little bit sexist. I think so. we'll probably see more of a change in that mm. because women are doing better in schools, in education, earning more With than, 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 <laughs> than, than, um, than men are. So I'm sure there'll probably be like a switch at some point if a lot of people who are coming from education, mm. they are uh, be- better educated than, than the men are now. And I, yeah, you just wonder if the people at the top of these businesses, whatever decisions are being made, that as it filters through, 
that women are getting the same opportunities as men. But that's what I'm saying. I'm all about a quality of opportunity. Mm. And the best person for the job should get it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I was basically, as I said, I've not, I don't have first-hand experience in that environment. So I can't, I can't speak for the people. But there were so many different research papers or surveys or discussions that women believe they're overlooked to be like in a leadership role because they won't be taken as seriously as a guy. Or there's discussion about how she dresses is her is her shirt unbuttoned? Has she tried to attract attention? It's the same with the freaking gym clothing. Oh, don't wear gym leggings if you don't want attention. Shut up. Don't it can't even get me started in that way. It's a gym legging. If a guy wore a gym legging, there's never Yeah, the only thing that I hate about the social media thing with that is like girls who post videos like a guy quickly looking in the background that someone go, He's a fucking oh, I hate freak. That. It's like everyone is going to look at everyone in the gym at some yeah. point. You just caught them on camera doing it for two seconds and now you're calling him like a, a pedophile or a sex person. Yeah. He's probably a dad or got kids and now you're posting them online doing shit like that and where he's going to be labelled forever and that's where people have got to be careful doing shit like that because it's just, it's not on. Like, you have got to be like, and it's so ignorant to think that people are never going to look at you or people are not going to hate you. Like, yeah, there's going to be some people who just don't like you no matter if you're a man or a woman or whatever you do like you sh- i've said this the other day you should be hated by a, a certain percentage of the population mm. because when you are being 100 percent your yourself people will hate you for being authentic like people should actively not like you to some degree because then at least you can figure out who the fuck that you want to be associated with and you, who you don't want to be associated with the ones that you need to be careful of are the ones who are fake as fuck and want to be liked by everyone because they're the ones who are always hiding something Absolutely, I agree with everything. I literally agree with everything you just said, and I hate seeing those videos. I, I, a lot of the time I sit in the gym and I find myself just like, I'm in like a trance, but I'm just staring at a guy, and it's not that I'm not, I'm just in a trance because you don't, you don't stare at the floor in the gym, do you? You don't just yeah. like sit there with your head down because someone will come over and be like, are you okay? You, you look around, so I hate it on TikTok, exactly as you said, when girls are filming and a guy has literally, like turn his head from one end of the gym to the other made like a two second eye contact and then he's yeah also you can, you can appreciate that. when people are in good shape whether it's a guy or whether it's a girl like there's fucking nothing wrong with that yeah no i agree absolutely because that's yeah i mean the the fat people only do that for views though because i yeah. think there was quite a few of them that went viral yeah, yeah. on tiktok that's and things like there. that and it's like the, you're doing that for views speaking of like attractiveness and dating i was looking at this uh, there was a piece of research on this that male attractiveness can sometimes be based on the level of threat. What do you mean? It's so like how they hold themselves, what they do, what do they look like. Well, but which which to a large degree you can understand because if we go like back years and years and years ago, females would have wanted to like be with a guy or reproduce with a guy who's like the alpha, who's the most dominant, who could look after her and who could who could secure her so there's apparently there's still tendencies slaughter yeah to, to to guys mammoth. who are the the biggest threat unfortunately there's a lot of guys who are bellends and think that that means rocking around in north face tracksuit or just being a big bodybuilder or ragging a volkswagen golf ball because you think that's what makes them big hard or threatening i went at university i went through a period of being a road man <laughs> i like this is what lucy took away from that conversation <laughs> What do you mean you're a road I, man? I I was like a road woman. 
like i used to go to what are you fucking talking about no i feel like like northern quarter in manchester first year of you mean you're a road woman i just i like that's that term where i, I used to wear like a north face um cagoule going to lectures with a hat and big hoops can we erase this part from your history I'll, I'll find you a picture please don't i just thought like who wears a cagoule to their lecture me i did sorry that i wasn't the point that i took away from it but it was just a comment do you ever remember those term. on that topic those coats that you used to zip up when they had like the two little eye goggles on them never i used to have one then <laughs> location location yes. yes carl location jackets and then eventually you got called location wanker yeah yeah, sorry. That anyway, was, the, the reason why is because it relates to various important life outcomes, including longevity, physical strength, fertility, and also can signal like reproductive potential as well. What? So being buff can signal no, not buff. A threat. Buff doesn't mean that you're a threat. Like there could be a like in terms of being a threat, you've got a bodybuilder, a guy who's 120 pounds, but has done BJJ and martial arts for 10 years. Who's the biggest threat? So mm-hmm. it can be a lot to do with body language, confidence, how they hold themselves how they move someone who's stiff and like like a fucking robot they really look like a, a threat like you can look like a threat in different ways I like remember- even, even a threat in the gym like you've got a guy who can got dumbbells we spoke about this before got dumbbells can rep out like fucking 80 kilo dumbbells and then launch them down and then you've got a guy who does 80 kilo dumbo- dumbbells perfectly for 10 reps and then places them down the floor yeah you're asking he's a him fucking a date, he's you? a scary fucker yeah he's 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 calculated he's coordinated yeah he's a fucking he's he's a threat i remember when i first met you do you know what was <laughs> was i a threat <laughs> come on we were at the you saw me station. you saw me in tight pants and fake tan that was a threat that wasn't we're... it <laughs> <laughs> i saw you at the train station liverpool lime street we're going back like five years ago maybe you were wearing like a green khaki top you did have fake tan on or something because oh, yeah. you were so tanned it was insane. That was like my threat. That was like fucking camo. I was like no, a chameleon. You you had your top cut off basically. I didn't ben, cut my fucking top. What are you no, talking no, no. about? It it was like so tight on your bicep because your bi- honest to God, you were so big. Yeah, I was tanned. You were so big and I was like, Who the fuck is that? Yeah. As in like, oh my god, I fancy him. That was my and but all I could see was your arms yeah, kind yeah. of like like popping out of this green cot normal top yeah normal top like not even a gym like a just a zara top yeah and i was like jesus christ yeah i was fucking muzzy what but then you just i i wasn't a threat no, I was, it's, it's I not the way it up. works it's it's ma- it's based on male attractiveness okay uh, but the, the other thing i could be a threat the, the other <laughs> thing to think of though is like why do women often like men as like vampires so you got edward out of um twilight twilight i, I fancy J- edward Jake, twilight. jacob when you look like billionaires in, in, in movies legolas. legolas you've got um what's his name johnny death as a pirate in uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. what i mean so these these characters are always deemed attractive because they possess a threat yes the new elf in rings of power yeah threat. yeah good looking guy yeah he's a threat Who yeah he's, a, he's an assassin no, but as an elf as an elf only the same with Legolas, Lando Bloom, that Legolas as an elf, Aragorn, Gimbley not so much, Aragorn. <laughs> mm. That is actually so. Chris Hemsworth, when he plays, who does he Thor. play? Thor. But as their characters, I think they're more of a threat. Yeah, because that's the character that they're playing, but that's what I'm getting at. Like, even if someone's a vampire, people are still like, oh, yeah, he's hot. He's hot as shit. Because yeah, he's a threat. Even though he's like, not my type. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting, actually. A lot of people find, uh, I've seen a lot of women do videos on TikTok about how they find Paddy the Baddy really attractive as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's someone who people may not think, oh, he's a stereotypical guy that I'd go for. Again, he's a threat. Yeah, he's a he's, fucking, he's, a, he's yeah. an assassin. Like, he will just He'll blow punch you yeah. And yeah. I think he's also really fun as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, he is. Yeah, well, that's what the thing is. Like, comedians can also be threats. Like, they can be threats using words and language. Mm. It's not just being a physical threat in terms of, like, you being a big meatball. It's how you carry yourself, articulate yourself as well. That- I don't think it's the only reason that people get found attractive, though, right? Threat. Like no, a, no, they're just a big part. It's it's like a it's like psychology. yeah, yeah. It's part of like a, a psychology of what um is also desirable. It's not like the only thing. Like you're just a fucking assassin and you're just gonna sweep up. Well, we've spoken about this with Chris before in terms of having non-negotiables, like three non-negotiables. Yeah, finding a partner. I can't really remember what mine were, but one of them was that I'm physically attracted to them. Yeah, and that's not in like an egotistical way, but I want to be physically attracted to my partner. Funniness was one of them and then also i think mine was like was it determination or having drive no, sports i remember you saying you yeah. couldn't be with someone who wasn't into sports yeah fitness. not sports fitness someone who took Fit- care of their yeah. body sport fitness looked after the health and people would be like oh you can't say-. i'm like no no but like i want someone who's on like my le- who's who cares about their body as mm-hmm. much as i do because if i was some with someone who who wasn't They'd take the piss out of me every single day. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't have that. Well, there's a, I don't, I, I'm get, probably get these two words mixed up, but like obviously we spoke about that with Chris in terms of there's a term and I'll probably mash it up. It's called, I think it's called hypogamy, or there's another one called hypogamy where men will only mate across and down, and women will mate across and up. What? So like in in terms of like mate. the get yeah, together. So like date. So women will date across and up to a, date a man who they believe is like socially less equivalent than them, and but men will um, date or mate across and down. Hypergamy, apparently. Hypergamy, but there's hypogamy as well, which is like the opposite. But that's more that's more recent. Hypogamy is more recent because in terms of like society, women are becoming are, are statistically doing better than men in education, school, and bigger pay packets and stuff. So that's why the dynamics slightly change, and they believe. Um, there's some data in 2018, I think, which alluded to it because um, a socioeconomic status of a man is very much desirable to a woman, a woman, but isn't to a man. Like a man's not good. Like ge- speaking generally from the data, a man's not as bothered about a woman's um, economic status as much as a woman is bothered about a male's. Like men are more just like bothered about like attractiveness and mm. how you are and that kind of thing. Didn't, because I remember we did a podcast with Chris. And yeah, it, yeah. It's something about like the dating pool. Yeah, the dating pool is now way being smaller for smaller women. For women. Yeah. yeah. Because they, because men are statistically Why doing. Why are we like that? Why well, are we Men so are dicky? statistically doing worse in society at the moment and women only go across and up. So that means there's going to be less people in the dating pool for, for them to go for. Like yeah. even, even if you look at dating apps and um, the difference between people are swipe, swiping between men and women, women will swipe. Um, for one in every 20 whereas men uh, will swipe yes more than they will know I can yeah do you know what I can also imagine that They're, and that's like, when that's where endlessly. most people at the moment are meeting partners dating apps, dating apps yeah. is it really yeah see I always I think I only used Tinder once we weren't together I didn't even know you 
And I was <laughs> thanks for clearing that. I one was up. just um, absolutely terrified. I would never, never have met someone on a dating app because I'm too scared of yeah. getting kidnapped. That's just the person I am. I just don't know what it is. I just Sucking I don't know if I've seen too many films yeah. or the Taken. Like whoa, I'm being talked. So <laughs> how have you applied that logic to dating? By the way, no, but there are a lot of creepy stories yeah, of course with like catfishing or being kidnapped, yeah. and I just didn't want to be kidnapped, so I never. I also didn't really use the app very pro. I just didn't like the whole thing. But that's really interesting that it's like a. I know loads of people that have now been together for years who met on dating apps. I think it's yeah. awesome. But it's like that thing. So if you looked at it as like a, from a pyramid point of view, you've got these like small selection of men who are like tall, handsome, wealthy, well off. And then all the women are shooting for them at the top. And once these have been taken, you've just got these like the rest of men who are who are there. So ultimately women will predetermine the genetic potential of men that will continue to reproduce and those that are inadequate because they won't get to mate. Why are we so picky? We're picky. That's just we're picky. I think women are more pickier because you you women will generally date and mate across and up and there's not as many men in that pool so you're obviously going to be pickier. But like why why wouldn't women be that way anyway because mm. inherently they're going to be looking for the guy who has the most potential and will bring with it like security. I don't just mean security in terms of like finance and stuff. I mean general overall Correct. security. So why would the woman not be looking for a guy who's taller, stronger, better off? Like it's just obvious that they're going to do that. Speaking of bigger, stronger fitness, mm-hmm. because the, you can't unfortunately argue with science. You just, you you literally cannot. Yeah. And I'd noted a few points down because it's a question that I'm always asked in terms of like body fat and strength and things like that. Naturally, guys have more testosterone yeah. and women have more estrogen. If you have high levels of testosterone, muscle size. 15 strength. pounds more. Is it 15 pounds more? Yeah. I'd love to know my natural level of testosterone. You can get it checked. Just to be curious because I feel you can like get stuff I done actually on am quite strong. I get mine done every... I get mine done three times a year. Yeah, maybe I should get a health check. I'd just be curious because I do believe I am quite strong. So I'd be curious to see my level. Anyway, part part aside, that's another brain fart I just had. But naturally, guys do have more testosterone. Yeah. For me, to be anywhere near as strong as you, which I don't think physically impossible, I would probably have to be a walking steroid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like they, I would they, have they to They used be... to call you D-Ball Davis, to be fair. <laughs> Somebody bullied me. <laughs> I'm going to me, by t- the I'm way. I'm going to now have to tell the story. Go on. Is this the first time? I don't think we've spoke about this, have we, Davis? No, we've not. And it's yeah. really, tell I a D-Ball Davis story. story. So Should I... I just explain what D-Ball is first? Yeah, because I don't... D-Ball is Diana Ball, which is like a very potent steroid that a lot of gym users will use in, in most what gyms. What is it? Like a liquid? You can get tablets you i think you can probably get injectables of it as well but you you probably know more than i do oh, shut up <laughs> right basically when i was in college so i was 16 17 i was a, a swimmer like full-time swimmer so i've always been very athletic i've always looked really athletic really muscular i was a little bit smaller back then and basically i don't know what this app was called and you could it was like tattle it was like the the website tattle yeah. where you can anonymously post things on it and it got taken down eventually because people were just actually disgusting and horrible and it was cruel but somebody said oh here comes d-ball davis i obviously was like what the hell is d-ball 
Googled it, was sat in Mardale. So Runshaw College, bad for you to have this app going around anyway. I was sat in Mardale and someone had just said, here comes D-Ball Davis. I've sat there Googling, what is D-Ball? And I was just mortified and I was so upset. And then I told Ben and Cal and now they fucking call me D-Ball Davis. <laughs> no, we don't. And I literally, it makes me cringe. But no, that's, I was on the topic of testosterone. I I would, I would never be as strong as you, but obviously a lot of people who are in powerlifting, who are in bodybuilding, they take testosterone to be stronger. Is it testosterone they take? Yeah. They take testosterone to be stronger at their sport. I don't necessarily agree with it and I've never really been on board with it, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, women are, women are also born smaller than men. At birth. And like as they grow up as well, men obviously develop quicker, but the main reason is that there's just an imbalance in, from birth as well in terms of the, the amount of muscle mass and that's equates for a big difference as you grow and move forward as well. And with the hormone situation, biologically, differences between men and women... It, it means women more store more body fat and it's just because of a higher concentration of estrogen in your bodies and it's not it's not because anything that we're doing it's just our hormones in our body estrogen prompts the storage of more body fat so it's usually thighs glutes stomach hips that's usually like maternal things as well though isn't it so that... yeah bearing a child and yeah. childbirth but i think that's just really important to note because if you're Say, for example, if you're dating someone and you both go on a weight loss journey together, say if it was me and you yeah. and we were starting a weight loss journey together and we both wanted to lose 10 pounds, mm -hmm. it would take me probably twice the amount of time to lose it than you, which can be super annoying, but it's it's just biological. It's, probably it's wasn't not... for me because I'd say to overeat and binge and everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm very... <laughs> I'm like very... Controlled. Um, controlled. But it would take me a lot longer than you if we both had 10 pounds to lose. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for women who are listening to understand that point. Because, it, it, yeah, if you're on a weight loss journey and there's other guys doing it or whatnot, it's probably going to be slower for you and you might have to work a bit harder and you'll also have to eat less. Yeah. the Obviously, that big reason why is, again, because men generally are bigger than women. So that They're means heavier. that when you expend energy it's expended ease or you'll spend more energy because you're heavier and mm -hmm. um, so women will have to stay in the gym potentially like a little bit longer than their boyfriend may have to because of this reason but obviously one of the benefits that women do have is higher estrogen levels which means that you can recover better and also that your endurance tends to be better so you can work out longer yeah well i was really looking into this because i remember we spoke about it last time and we're a lot more reliant on aerobic metabolism and you're a lot more reliant on anaerobic metabolism, so yeah. speed, power. Because men are generally made up more so of type two, whereas women more have more ha have more type, type one muscle one. fibers. Yeah. Yes. So endurance, you actually see a lot of, like some of the ultra runners at the hundred k, a lot of the top twenty were women. Yeah. That's why the, the, the gap's not as big. But the the kind of biggest, the, the bigger the distance you get in terms like the running and the races and shit like that the less the gap is between men and women. Obviously, mm -hmm. the closer it is in terms of like 100 meters and stuff, like there's some 15-year-old kids who are at college level who can beat the, the female world record. When you get that short distance, it's going to take over because the sport is so type 2 dominant in terms of the fibers that you need. But then the larger distances that you get, the smaller the gap becomes between men and women. I wonder what the women's marathon world record is. 
world record. Because obviously, what did Kipchoge do? One hour, one hour fifty nine. Yeah, but on, on two on, hours fourteen. Really? So that's not even that. Di- I mean, it is over a marathon, but it's, it's not. It's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, so the, the gaps are smaller between the strength in terms of like if you looked at mine and your upper body strength versus mine and your lower body strength, the differences in data are smaller in terms of women tend to be stronger through the lower. Yeah, which I think is actually why, and there is science behind it, women gravitate naturally to wanting to train legs more yeah. because they develop better and they grow quicker. I'm sure like there's something about women's pain thresholds as well. We have a high pain, we go through childbirth. Yeah, yeah. Well, your hips are made different as well for birth as well. Aren't yeah, I think there is something though. We definitely have a high pain threshold. I think I've got quite a good pain threshold. I've got a great pain threshold. What, mm. incomparable to what? you <laughs> no. i've actually got a really high pain threshold you do i actually. used to go for i used to go for massages with this woman and no joke you know like when you go to those poles and stuff like that and the elbows she used to kill me and she said at the end of the session the pain that i put you through i've never put anyone through before and you've not once ever asked me to stop because i've never I was been bruised to death like my pain like not as in like oh i'm a big fucking bloke and i can take up but it's just like my like quite naturally my pain threshold is quite high yeah, see, I oh, when I'm getting physio and sports massage, I can really sometimes cat will literally just touch my leg. I'm like, oh, yeah, hurts a bit. I think that's just because I'm naturally very stiff and robotic, though. What was the worst pain you've ever had, Luce? Probably yesterday, Cal. Was that really <laughs> the head. worst pain you've ever that had? That was up there with the second worst pain in my life. The first pain was when I tore my cartilage in my knee. Yesterday, I sport like. Running has never ever brought me to tears in the way, and I was literally a broken woman. I was so I was I couldn't walk. So that is probably yesterday is one of the worst pains having that shooting pain. But then yeah, tearing my cartilage in my knee that is not a fun. Also been stung by jellyfish, that is very painful. You can only have one. It's not your top ten list of what's the most painful things. <laughs> yeah, but Carla. What's yours been? When I had meningitis. Yeah. That was so like it was so because obviously my brain was swelling against my skull, so the pain, the sensation of that was like I couldn't even have my eyes open. It was just literally, no joke. At one point, I was like, I just want to die. That's how bad the pain was. It just obviously imagine your brain just compressing against your skull. How sensitive that would be. It was yeah. just fucking so much pain. It was unbelievable. And then obviously I just passed out, started fitting, and then after that I didn't know anything for two weeks because I was in a coma and. That was when all the rest of it kicked off. But yeah, I obviously broke my leg before. When I broke my leg, it wasn't actually that painful. Isn't it until you look at it, you don't realize the pain? No, it wasn't even then. Like the whole time, it wasn't that painful. It was obviously painful, but it was like, oh, I felt like a dead leg. Like really, really bad dead leg, but obviously I'd snap my shin. I'm trying to think of another worse pain. That you've had? The I lost the top half of my big toe. What? I, I, the top part slice. What the fuck off. are you, Peter Pettigrew? No. No, then I'd only have one toenet. I'd lose the whole That's such a good reference. No, yeah. no, no, no. We were in Spain and there's a tractor that goes up and down the beach and the tractor had ran over a Coke can. Yeah. I jumped off the wall. Oh, I thought it was going to be some good story then about a tractor ran over your foot but it was a Coke no, can. No, no. Yeah, but can you imagine? Wee! I jump off the wall and the way that I land, it just goes, the, as in like the Coke can just goes... And I, I, did, I didn't realize anything. Started to walk off. Big trail of blood because it's your toe. Emmy was like, your toe. Look at your toe. I was like, oh my God, my toe, my toe, my toe. I've lost my toe, everybody. <laughs> but that didn't hurt. That was more so a really shocking. Yeah. 
didn't lose the whole time. It would have been better if just... it, it was that like inside to the big massive one because then it would have been a bit more even. Which one? Oh my God, the chicken drumstick toe. <laughs> I have a toe, guys, that looks like a chicken drumstick. I Do you know what someone suggested to me yesterday? Those barefoot trainers. The ones where you're basically running barefoot. And I just said, look, honestly, I think I'm oh, going to have a bad time with the whole thing. They just look shit they as well. They just look so... They're supposed to be amazing, but they just look so uncomfortable. Someone messaged me about getting sponsored by them and I just said they look shit. I don't care how good they are. I'll probably wear them when I'm 50, but they look shit. Then. See, I mean, I'm sorry, I actually, I actually wore them. Uh, like, what they call like Vibro or Vivo. I yeah. used to wear them... And, for legs like bodybuilders wear them with big oversized to be really pants and stuff and oversized t-shirts they just look like a human block well and you're they wear supposed to have shoes. feet like this i know i get my the concept of like them this i've got a like claw feet like from rock climbing when i was little my feet are like this shape yeah like dad what my dad's feet yeah. are probably like this says they wear them all the time as well i've just got probably. too much of an ego to wear them that's my problem i will be wearing them if they can help my feet i will be doing my marathon barefoot no i won't i'm wearing the vapor flies i still don't understand that whole thing about people barefoot running and if it's actually better for you it's i think it's supposed to be better for you but i think some people on instagram when they do it i'm like i don't think you really know what you're doing like i people who are runners who do it i'm like there's definitely a reason you're doing it yeah but i think if you're just jumping on the treadmill in barefoot but also the treadmill yeah i'm not sure i feel about people being barefoot in the gym i would always wear socks yeah well, oh, do, I've never well, walked around a foot barefoot. It's just like, put your shoes back on, you dirty bitch. Like, I'm not about it. No, I think it's, very, it's quite unhygienic because your feet are obviously yeah. like a smelly part of your body. Odorous. So if you're going to maybe wear socks or yeah. just get a very, very flat Or you can get like the shoe. skin socks or the skin. Yeah. Thing, all those vibrant things. Oh, yeah, because your toes. Imagine if your toes. Why you got athlete's foot? The, that's bad. Yeah. Athlete's foot is also quite painful. I had that a lot as a swimmer. To be imagine. fair, I'm probably less put off by it now because you obviously go to Muay Thai where you just don't have shoes or socks on for oh, a whole session. You're going to get varifas. But every every time after every session, you mop all the floors down with like disinfectant and stuff. That's good. Part of the thing you have to do. I have another, sorry, really worse pain. Yeah. Um, wisdom teeth pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Because you can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. You want it, you want to like, you can't even, what can you do? You can't put pressure on it. You just sat there with like ice. I, that's a bad pain. To be fair, Carl's broke like every bone in his body, hasn't yeah. he? So I'm sure he's probably got some worse pain. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the brakes, as you said, Ben, the brakes aren't actually that yeah. bad. But like I dislocated my shoulder. That was fucking grim because it was like out of the socket and then moving around. So whenever I moved it, that was rough. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. How many bones have you broken, Carl? I literally, I've broken, I broke both my forearm bones in one go. That was that's rough. a horrible bone to then break. I broke the other bone, whatever that's called, radius or whatever. So oh like, fuck, really? Yeah, that was like three weeks later after I broke my first one. And then I broke my leg, I broke my uh, thumb, wrist a few times. I broke a lot of bones. Collarbone. Uh, I think no, the collarbone I just dislocated and then yeah, still counts. I like snapped the. Uh, you know, you got a ball in the socket. At what point the social services come around and go Mate, like... <laughs> my mum was that people asking questions. She was like a teacher and they were like, uh, what are you assaulting your child? How many bones have you broke? Just one, I think. Such wood. Cow was literally like fucking... What's that film? Is it called Glass? Which... Yeah, like Glass. Yeah. Mm. I have never, fun fact, broken a bone in my body. I'm obviously made of a lot of calcium. Oh, yeah. Uh, my bones must be so... Sh- I'm really touching wood here yeah. because I don't want to jinx myself. To be fair though, I think something went wrong with that... that my chicken drumstick toe because that is not the shape a toe is supposed to be. It's like under itself. It's disgusting. Nice. I. Oh no. 
It's oh. gone. No, I had a really good trail of thought, but it's gone. Come on. No, I can't. Gone. No, it was a sorry, yeah, talking about calcium. It's actually so obviously calcium, bones and teeth. According to health experts, women face a high higher risk of suffering from osteoporosis than men. So we're actually supposed to have more calcium. I didn't really? know that. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but there was a lot of stats on it so you take calcium and then also vitamin d to help absorb the calcium i take vitamin d but i'm gonna start whacking in that calcium what so women are more likely to break bones when, well higher risk of suffering from osteoporosis which is where your bones go brittle i don't necessarily think that means we're high risk of breaking them i've not broken any i'm touching everything now because i'm scared i'm gonna slip outside <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm guessing it's a hard thing to like Base off a percentage because if mm. male, if guys do more stupid shit, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, guys Playing do rugby, do more stupid yeah. shit. Football, like aggressively, it's more likely to break a load of bones, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's another interesting thing where actually I think it works more in women's favor because we've spoke about this car insurance. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it supposed to be cheaper for women? Because obviously, like statistically, women are safer drivers. Look at that. We are good. We are we are cautious though because even with my new car, I would never rag it around or go above a speed limit. But it could go very fast if it wanted to. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I so yeah, maybe just I I'm a safer driver. I fully vouch for that. I'm a good driver. I don't know, like it's because guy. This is just me guessing stuff. A guys like bigger adrenaline junkies. That's why they fuck around. Like I love ragging the arse off my car. And if you're then you're then a riskier driver and potentially more likely to crash. I'm an, I don't know, I've got quite a lot of adrenaline-seeking in my life, though. I do a lot of adrenaline-seeking things. Apparently, men are better nav- navigators, though. So, like, usually, it should, have you ever been in the car when you go on a holiday and you, your mum's always doing the map read and your dad's doing the driving? Probably, statistically, it should be the other way around. Well, my dad is a sat-nav. He doesn't, Clive would not uh, need a your map. Dad's like an anom- <laughs> your dad's like an anomaly, My though, dad could probably drive to France without a map. Like, he's just yeah. incredible. I... I, re- I used to panic a lot of the time when I used to be handed the map, me and Megan. They were like, where am I going? I'm like, straight. No, like an actual map, like an actual with mm. lines where you have to not like Google Maps and you have to read the map and dad's going, get the compass. I'm thinking, I'm sweating in the back. I'm like, I can't read a compass. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite good at maps. Google Maps. Google Maps. You just love Wave. Waze. Waze. Waze is the best thing ever. Ever. I just had that update on my call yesterday. Sat With Waze? Sat, well, I sat in the petrol station for 30 minutes next to the pump because I pressed a software update on my phone thinking, oh, I'll be able to drive off while it's still happening. Nope. 30-minute update. I had to sit on my car while sitting in the petrol pump. Couldn't stop my car. There's people just beeping behind me like, what is this dickhead doing? Just Because mm-hmm. it looked like I was just sitting on my phone waiting for the update to happen. Yeah, that's annoying. I did have that point from before. It was also the calcium one, but I also think it's really important for people to know because this is, again, okay, this... This whole podcast has been talking about the general population. Mm. I forgot what I was saying there. I forgot the rest of the... population. I make up a lot of words. words. I make up a lot of words, don't I? Pop could have been fine for me. Yeah. Obviously, general population, women are supposed to intake less calories than guys. Yeah. And a lot of people would have their back up about it because like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no. But like, if I... And to be fair, I train a lot, so I pro- again an anomaly. Yeah, I train so much, I probably eat the same amount as and you. And you have a lot more muscle mass than the and average I have, female. I do have a lot of muscle mass. Thanks. 
Um, but the an active 40-year-old female should consume around 2,000 calories per day while the figure increases to approximately 2,600 calories for her male counterpart. So that's 600 calories different for the same age, same probably height, weight. They've probably yeah. done that really statistically, but just different genders. And obviously it's important to note because if you're with your partner or going out with your mates and you're thinking, oh God, why can they have so much more food? It's not, there's nothing to get, there's nothing against it. It's just, they have probably more Some people just like to fucking, like I said, some people like to kick up a fuss for the sake of it. If there was a, a stat that said, there's, um, women should have 2,000 calories and a guy 2,400, there'll be a feminist somewhere and go, that's discrimination. Mm. No, it's fucking not. They're just like, there's always extremes in either camps and some people just like to kick up a fuss for no reason. Mm. But I just think it's still an important point to make because gender, scientifically, mm-hmm. facts. Divorce rates. Oh, wow. That was just completely thrown yeah. in there. It was the last note that I had on my... <laughs> that was so random. It's, I thing. thought that would have been in the social topic of it's, conversation. Just, it's just a bit of a debate around why you think the they're higher than ever. Are they? Now? Recently? I think it's oh, a bit, no. Some have been kind of increasing over the last few years. What is the percentage of divorce rates? Did you not have the stat up? No, I didn't. I was waiting for Carl to pull it up. Oh. <laughs> the average divorce rate in the UK is is 42% in the UK. That seems really high. Some couples got divorced, but yeah. With 103,592 British couples getting a divorce. Was that a decrease? Do you think it happens quite soon after the marriage or do you think it's after a couple of years? It was a decrease compared to 2019, but it's been on the rise for like the last five many years. Do you think the 2019 one, do you remember when we spoke to the couples therapist on the podcast and she said COVID had quite a significant impact on relationships? Yeah, potentially. That might have been the increase. Whereas obviously if it's on the downcrease, wow, the decrease, that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Apparently women initiate more of the divorce, divorces. Really? Yeah, I, I think, can also imagine that. But like, I think it was like up. Some, I saw it somewhere saying that it was up to eighty percent initiated by women. Do you think that's because the guys have had an affair? I don't think so. Like, it, there's this like kind of dynamic shift in society where that's me with my rom com films. <laughs> that's always why they get divorced. Well, is it? It could be because like we were speaking about before, if there's less people in that gene pool for women to date, and they're then settling for men that they wouldn't usually settle for, mm. and they then thinking like later down the line, well, this guy's inadequate for for what I wanted to marry into and then realising that and all has become like more or her status in terms of socioeconomics has got higher because women are now doing way better in society and then that's why like oh I'll I'll leave him I'm just kind of like speculating to why that may be why more women are leaving men I literally wouldn't be able to give you an answer I mean your answer is probably not far from the truth or they, yes, yeah, so, mm, I, I literally could not give an answer. It's probably I, like I social know. media probably plays into it a bit as well. And there's a lot of other things with like dating apps. And again, people are having way different experiences to like what they would have done in the 60s compared to now. People see a lot more people. I wonder what the, I don't know if this stat would be anywhere, but the difference between if guys or girls, who cheats more? I would probably think guys. How? Imagine if I'd said that. To be fucking well, up, You would say you could probably think girls. I'm just curious. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't know how physically there could be a stat. Men are more likely to cheat than women. Twenty percent of men reporting having sex with someone outside of the relationship. Thirteen percent of women. 
Seven percent difference. One in is five not too men. Much. And one in, like a, one in five. If statistically, do women or men sleep with more people? I guess it'll be men. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, it means way more to a woman to sleep with someone than it does for a man. I I absolutely agree. Female respondents average seven sexual partners in their lifetime. Men six point four. Oh, women's higher. Interesting. <sighs> <laughs> I think I think it's easier for the average woman to have sex than it is for the average man. Oh, hundred percent. Like we were saying before, the women's the gatekeeper, and also if you think about like if if you or any other woman were to slide into some guy's DMs, like you're gonna get responses. Whereas men could quite easily DM like a hundred people and never get a response and just be a lonely guy for the rest of his life and get no attention whatsoever. You can just be like an absolute hoe on social media and get loads of attention for it and that's what the algorithms and stuff love but then you can be like a nice passionate down-to-earth hard-working guy and never fucking be seen by anyone could that not but work in both ways though some of these guys who stand there holding their boxes and pull them down how many guys are doing that though like really and if they are I mean, definitely not if they are it's fucking weird whereas like it's more accepted for women to do that in society 100 percent. well probably the, the best way to look at it would be like i reckon the stats for only fans for example there's probably more female users than guy users that's just a guess though i don't really know uh, that is 100 percent true is yeah. it yeah i mean yeah i know like couples do it and stuff but that's so really... they're big earners aren't they couples could you sorry we need to get an OnlyFans guest on, I think, just to chat I about the dynamic. I thought you were going to say we need to get an OnlyFans then. If anyone knows anyone and they think they're... Suggestions, yeah. We'd love to have that conversation. It would be an interesting conversation. I've been approached by OnlyFans twice by them trying to say it's it's not porn. And I'm like, I don't I don't want I don't want anything to do with it. Like, you'd have to change your whole name and branding. It's reputation at the end of the day, isn't it? Like, what, how you value reputation versus money. I just... I just... You know how people like you have to be subscribed to get the pictures or the videos or whatever it is. Screenshot. People sort of surely just screenshot stuff unless it has that thing that Spotify um, podcast videos have where you screenshot it and the screen just goes black. It might have that. Yeah. But then you could. I just think the whole. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you know what the, th- the difficult thing is? I was listening to. I can't remember who was speaking about it the other day. Um, it was a stat to do with like when women get to the age of over forty-five, there are way they have like way less partners or the, the chances of mating or dating or wifing their husband are up are way, way less. And that's a difficult thing because if women are statistically more choosy because they only mate or date up, when they get to the age of 45, then it's going to be way harder for them to secure a partner and shit, get, shit gets lonely after that age because obviously you've you potentially lost a lot of your youth and your looks, which is the most desirable, one of the most desirable traits to men, whereas men in that age... They're being based on like strength, threat, finances, security, what they can offer in those categories. The the looks aren't as much of a an issue. And I sometimes wonder, like, I was in Dubai the other week. In like places and clubs and stuff, it wasn't the guys who were good looking and stuff they were getting um sweeping up the floor in the clubs. It was the guys who were like 50, 40, who were sitting at tables with all the money and the status. Doesn't that say a lot about the girls who were going to those guys though? Mm-hmm. That they're just doing it for the money. But that's what I'm saying. Like, is it going to pose a risk to like women when they're like 45 plus? And it's not going to be everyone. But generally, if that's happening, like the dating pool or the dating scene at the moment, as is in it going to cause issues? Too picky. Uh, yeah, and there's not enough men to kind of meet that criteria because men aren't doing as well in society anymore. 
You've asked the unanswerable question. I do. I know. I'm know. just today. I'm answering questions that like You're doing just op- open open debate on things, which I think is is good for because I think a lot of people are just scared to talk about these things that are happening, or they just agree to like the social norms or don't want to say anything bad for the for the sake of fitting in. And again, that's why you should just be fucking polarized and say what you think and be authentic and not just say the things just for the sake of being liked by everyone. There's probably people who are going to be listening to this podcast who will hear through things that i've said and be pissed off but like there's people who i like who say things that i don't agree with every single thing imagine if you agreed with every single thing that one person said i think we've said this before on the podcast that we don't even agree you me and cal we don't agree yeah. on everything how fucking wo- how sister. boring would the podcast be how boring would every podcast be if you had a conversation with someone you agree on every single point mm. it would be very boring you've got to have a bit of de- debate you've got yeah. to have a bit of something to to discuss and to chat about and to not absolutely agree on every yeah. single topic but i do think that was a very very interesting yeah, topic of conversation and also if you found this interesting obviously comment something that you found interesting on the youtube channel and you can also leave questions and things like that on spotify but make sure you just subscribe to all of them leave a rating because we love <laughs> we love a rating mm-hmm. don't we indeed and um, we'll have some more guests lined up for jan i think we've got a couple of golden ones in the bag which would be cool yeah we do indeed oh also a massive thank you for everyone let me just pull these stats up that we had from the our spotify um, oh my god yeah so this has been one of our most successful years on the podcast and again it's a massive thank you for all listeners because it wouldn't happen with without you guys cal just passed me the stats over that i oh i've just flicked off it no i haven't there we go so some of our podcast stats we had loads of people who were tagging us in our spotify things um we saw lots of gain this year 637% increase in streams plus 626% of hours listened to an extra 492% of followers and 380% rise in listeners we were in the 1% of most shared podcasts globally yes we were in, that. in 89 different countries created 2722 minutes of new content it's a good lot of minutes yeah so thank you for everyone who's listened but there's also another stat which needs to be addressed. There's a lot of people who listen or watch who aren't subscribed. And for us to keep continuing to grow this podcast and get great guests on, mm-hmm. we need you to subscribe to the podcast so that we can show other people that we are one of the big dogs. Yeah. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, across the board. We absolutely love it when you engage with the content. Obviously, Instagram, TikTok, we've got those pages as well, which are super hilarious because they're always the funniest clips. Yeah. And... We really hope you enjoyed this episode. I found it really interesting. I got a bit high rate about certain stuff, but I think it just shows I'm passionate. And we will catch you in next week's episode. Bye, guys. Bye.